You are listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. Find us easily by searching 1830 Podcast Network directly in the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts app, or the Spotify app. Also visit us at facebook.com slash 1830podcastnetwork for more information. Chapter 7 And now it came to pass that Zenith conferred the kingdom upon Noah, one of his sons. Therefore Noah began to reign in his stead, and he did not walk in the ways of his father. For behold, he did not keep the commandments of God, but he did walk after the desires of his own heart. And he had many wives and concubines, and he did cause his people to commit sin and do that which was abominable in the sight of the Lord. Yea, and they did commit whoredoms and all manner of wickedness. And he laid a tax of one-fifth part of all they possessed, a fifth part of their gold and of their silver, and a fifth part of their ziff and of their copper and of their brass and their iron, and a fifth part of their fatlings, and also a fifth part of all their grain." And all this did he take to support himself, and his wives and his concubines, and also his priests and their wives and their concubines. Thus he had changed the affairs of the kingdom. For he put down all the priests that had been consecrated by his father, and consecrated new ones in their stead, such as were lifted up in the pride of their hearts. Yea, and thus were they supported in their laziness, and in their idolatry, and in their whoredoms, by the taxes which King Noah had put upon his people, thus did the people labor exceedingly to support iniquity. Yea, and they also became idolatrous, because they were deceived by the vain and flattering words of the king and priests, for they did speak flattering things unto them. And it came to pass that King Noah built many elegant and spacious buildings, and he ornamented them with fine work of wood and of all manner of precious things, of gold and of silver and of iron and of brass and of ziff and of copper. And he also built him a spacious palace and a throne in the midst thereof, all of which was of fine wood and was ornamented with gold and silver and with precious things. And he also caused that his workmen should work all manner of fine work within the walls of the temple, of fine wood, and of copper, and of brass. And the seats which were set apart for the high priests, which were above all other seats, he did ornament with pure gold. And he caused a breastwork to be built before them, that they might rest their bodies and their arms upon, while they should speak lying and vain words to his people. And it came to pass that he built a tower near the temple. Yea, a very high tower, even so high that he could stand upon the top thereof and overlook the land of Shillem, and also the land of Shemlon, which was possessed by the Lamanites, and he could even look over all the land round about. And it came to pass that he caused many buildings to be built in the land of Shillem. And he caused a great tower to be built on the hill north of the land Shillem, which had been a resort for the children of Nephi at the time they fled out of the land. And thus he did do with the riches which he obtained by the taxation of his people. And it came to pass that he placed his heart upon his riches, and he spent his time in riotous living with his wives and his concubines, and so did all his priests spend their time with harlots. And it came to pass that he planted vineyards round about in the land, and he built wine presses and made wine in abundance, and therefore he became a wine-bibber and also his people. And it came to pass that the Lamanites began to come in upon his people, upon small numbers, and to slay them in their fields, and while they were tending their flocks. And King Noah sent guards round about the land to keep them off. 
but he did not send a sufficient number, and the Lamanites came upon them and killed them, and drove many of their flocks out of the land. Thus the Lamanites began to destroy them, and to exercise their hatred upon them. And it came to pass that King Noah sent his armies against them, and they were driven back, or they drove them back for a time. Therefore they returned rejoicing in their spoil. And now because of this great victory they were lifted up in the pride of their hearts. They did boast in their own strength, saying that their fifty could stand against thousands of the Lamanites. And thus they did boast, and did delight in blood, and the shedding of the blood of their brethren, and this because of the wickedness of their king and priests. And it came to pass that there was a man among them whose name was Abinadi, and he went forth among them and began to prophesy, saying, Behold, thus saith the Lord, and thus hath he commanded me, saying, Go forth and say unto this people, Thus saith the Lord, Woe be unto this people, for I have seen their abominations and their wickedness and their whoredoms, and except they repent, I will visit them in mine anger. And except they repent and turn to the Lord their God, behold, I will deliver them into the hands of their enemies." Yea, and they shall be brought into bondage, and they shall be afflicted by the hand of their enemies. And it shall come to pass that they shall know that I am the Lord their God, and am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of my people. And it shall come to pass that except this people repent, and turn unto the Lord their God, they shall be brought into bondage, and none shall deliver them, except it be the Lord the Almighty God." Yea, and it shall come to pass, that when they shall cry unto me, I will be slow to hear their cries. Yea, and I will suffer them, that they be smitten by their enemies. And except they repent in sackcloth and ashes, and cry mightily to the Lord their God, I will not hear their prayers, neither will I deliver them out of their afflictions. And thus saith the Lord, and thus hath he commanded me. Now it came to pass that when Abinadi had spoken these words unto them, they were wroth with him, and sought to take away his life, but the Lord delivered him out of their hands. Now when King Noah had heard of these words which Abinadi had spoken unto the people, he was also wroth, and saith, Who is Abinadi, that I and my people should be judged of him? Or who is this Lord that shall bring upon my people such great afflictions? I command you to bring Abinadi hither, that I may slay him. For he hath said these things, that he might stir up my people to anger one with another, and to raise contentions among my people. Therefore I will slay him. Now the eyes of the people were blinded. Therefore they hardened their hearts against the words of Abinadi, and they sought from that time forward to take him. And King Noah hardened his heart against the word of the Lord, and he did not repent of his evil doings. And it came to pass that after the space of two years that Abinadi came among them in disguise, that they knew him not, and began again to prophesy among them, saying, Thus hath the Lord commanded me, saying, Abinadi, go and prophesy unto this my people, for they have hardened their hearts against my words, they have repented not of their evil doings. Therefore I will visit them in mine anger, yea, in my fierce anger will I visit them in their iniquities and abominations, yea, woe be unto this generation. And the Lord said unto me, Stretch forth thy hand and prophesy, saying, Thus saith the Lord, It shall come to pass that this generation, because of their iniquities, shall be brought into bondage, and shall be smitten on the cheek. 
Yea, and shall be driven by men, and shall be slain, and the vultures of the air and the dogs, yea, and the wild beasts shall devour their flesh. And it shall come to pass that the life of King Noah shall be valued even as a garment in a hot furnace, for he shall know that I am the Lord. And it shall come to pass that I will smite this my people with sore afflictions, yea, with famine and with pestilence, and I will cause that they shall howl all the day long. Yea, and I will cause that they shall have burdens lashed upon their backs, and they shall be driven before like a dumb ass. And it shall come to pass that I will send forth hail among them, and it shall smite them, and they shall also be smitten with the east wind, and insects shall pester their land also, and devour their grain. And they shall be smitten with a great pestilence, and all this will I do because of their iniquities and abominations. And it shall come to pass that except they repent, I will utterly destroy them from off the face of the earth. Yet they shall leave a record behind them, and I will preserve them for other nations which shall possess the land. Yea, even this will I do, that I may discover the abominations of this people to other nations. And many things did Abinadi prophesy against this people. And it came to pass that they were angry with him, and they took him and carried him bound before the king, and saith unto the king, Behold, we have brought a man before thee, which has prophesied evil concerning thy people, and saith that God will destroy them. And he also prophesieth evil concerning thy life, and saith that thy life shall be as a garment in a furnace of fire. And again he saith that thou shalt be as a stalk, even as a dry stalk of the field, which is run over by the beasts, and trodden under foot. And again he saith, Thou shalt be as the blossoms of a thistle, which when it is fully ripe, if the wind bloweth, it is driven forth upon the face of the land. And he pretendeth the Lord hath spoken it. And he saith, All this shall come upon thee, except thou repent, and this because of thine iniquities. And now, O king, what great evil hast thou done, or what great sins have thy people committed, that we should be condemned of God, or judged of this man? And now, O king, behold, we are guiltless, and thou, O king, hast not sinned. Therefore this man hast lied concerning you, and he hath prophesied in vain. And behold, we are strong. We shall not come into bondage, or be taken captive by our enemies. Yea, and thou hast prospered in the land, and thou shalt also prosper. Behold, here is the man. We deliver him into thy hands. Thou mayest do with him as seemeth thee good." And it came to pass that King Noah caused that Abinadi should be cast into prison. And he commanded that the priests should gather themselves together, that he might hold a council with them what he should do with him. And it came to pass that they saith unto the king, Bring him hither, that we may question him. And the king commanded that he should be brought before them. And they began to question him, that they might cross him, that thereby they might have wherewith to accuse him. But he answered them boldly, and withstood all their questions, yea, to their astonishment. For he did withstand them in all their questions, and did confound them in all their words. And it came to pass that one of them saith unto him, What meaneth the words which are written, and which have been taught by our fathers, saying, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, 
With the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. And now Abinadi saith unto them, Are you priests, and pretend to teach this people, and to understand the spirit of prophesying, and yet desireth to know of me what these things mean? I say unto you, Woe be unto you for perverting the ways of the Lord. For if ye understand these things, ye have not taught them. Therefore ye have perverted the ways of the Lord, ye have not applied your hearts to understanding. Therefore ye have not been wise, therefore what teachest thou this people? And they said, We teach the law of Moses. And again he saith unto them, If ye teach the law of Moses, why do ye not keep it? Why do ye set your hearts upon riches? Why do ye commit whoredoms, and spend your strength with harlots, yea, and cause this people to commit sin, that the Lord hath sent me to prophesy against this people, yea, even a great evil against this people? Knowest thou not that I speak the truth? Yea, thou knowest that I speak the truth, and you had ought to tremble before God. And it shall come to pass that ye shall be smitten for thine iniquities, for ye have said that ye teach the law of Moses. And what knowest thou concerning the law of Moses? Doth salvation come by the law of Moses? What sayest thou? And they answered and said that salvation did come by the law of Moses. Abinadi saith unto them, I know if ye keep the commandments of God, ye shall be saved. Yea, if ye keep the commandments which the Lord delivered unto Moses in the mount of Sinai, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything in heaven above, or things which are in the earth beneath. Now Abinadi saith unto them, Have ye done all this? I say unto you, Nay, ye have not. And have ye taught this people that they should do all these things? I say unto you, Nay, ye have not. And now when the king had heard these words, he said unto his priests, Away with this fellow and slay him, for what have we to do with him? For he is mad. And they stood forth and attempted to lay their hands on him, but he withstood them and said unto them, Touch me not, for God shall smite you if you lay your hands upon me, for I have not delivered the message which the Lord sent me to deliver. Neither have I told you that which ye requested that I should tell. Therefore, God will not suffer that I shall be destroyed at this time. But I must fulfill the commandments wherewith God hath commanded me, and because I have told you the truth, ye are angry with me. And again, because I have spoken the word of God, ye have judged me that I am mad. Now it came to pass, after Abinadi had spoken these words, that the people of King Noah durst not lay their hands on him. For the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, and his face shone with exceeding luster, even as Moses did while in the Mount of Sinai, while speaking with the Lord. And he spake with power and authority from God, and he continued his words, saying, Ye see that ye have not power to slay me, therefore I finish my message. Yea, and I perceive that it cuts you to your hearts, because I tell you the truth concerning your iniquities. Yea, and my words fill you with wonder and amazement and with anger, but I finish my message, and then it matters not whether I go, if it so be that I am saved. 
But this much I tell you, what you do with me after this shall be as a type and a shadow of things which are to come. And now I read unto you the remainder of the commandments of God, for I perceive that they are not written in your hearts. I perceive that ye have studied and taught iniquity the most part of your lives. And now ye remember that I said unto you, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of things which are in heaven above, or which are in the earth beneath, or which are in the water under the earth. And again thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day, the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and the sea and all that in them is. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Chapter 8 And it came to pass that after Abinadi had made an end of these sayings, that he said unto them, Have ye taught this people that they should observe to do all these things, for to keep these commandments? I say unto you, Nay, for if ye had, the Lord would not have caused me to come forth and to prophesy evil concerning this people. And now ye have said that salvation cometh by the law of Moses. I say unto you, that it is expedient that ye should keep the law of Moses as yet. But I say unto you, that the time shall come when it shall no more be expedient to keep the law of Moses. And moreover I say unto you, that salvation doth not come by the law alone, and were it not for the atonement which God himself shall make for the sins and iniquities of his people, that they must unavoidably perish, notwithstanding the law of Moses. And now I say unto you, that it was expedient that there should be a law given to the children of Israel, yea, even a very strict law, for they were a stiff-necked people, quick to do iniquity, and slow to remember the Lord their God. Therefore there was a law given them, yea, a law of performances and of ordinances, a law which they were to observe strictly from day to day, to keep them in remembrance of God and their duty towards Him. But behold, I say unto you, that all these things were types of things to come. And now did they understand the law? I say unto you, Nay, they did not all understand the law, and this because of the hardness of their hearts. For they understood not that there could not any man be saved, except it were through the redemption of God. 
For behold, did not Moses prophesy unto them concerning the coming of the Messiah, and that God should redeem his people, yea, and even all the prophets which have prophesied ever since the world began? Have they not spoken more or less concerning these things? Have they not said that God himself should come down among the children of men, and take upon him the form of man, and go forth in mighty power upon the face of the earth? Yea, and have they not said also that he should bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, that he himself should be oppressed and afflicted? Yea, even doth not Isaiah say, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no evil, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. And now Abinadi saith unto them, I would that ye should understand that God himself shall come down among the children of men, and shall redeem his people. And because he dwelleth in flesh, he shall be called the Son of God. And having subjected the flesh to the will of the Father, being the Father and the Son, the Father because he was conceived by the power of God, and the Son because of the flesh, thus becoming the Father and Son. And they are one God, yea, the very eternal Father of heaven and of earth. And thus the flesh, becoming subject to the Spirit, or the Son to the Father, being one God, suffereth temptation, and yieldeth not to the temptation, but suffereth himself to be mocked, and scourged, and cast out, and disowned by his people. And after all this, and after working many mighty miracles among the children of men, he shall be led, yea, even as Isaiah said, as a sheep before the shearer is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Yea, even so he shall be led, crucified and slain, the flesh becoming subject even unto death, the will of the Son being swallowed up in the will of the Father. And thus God breaketh the bands of death, having gained the victory over death, giving the Son power to make intercession for the children of men.
having ascended into heaven, having the bowels of mercy, being filled with compassion toward the children of men, standing betwixt them and justice, having broken the bands of death, taking upon himself their iniquity and their transgressions, having redeemed them and satisfied the demands of justice. And now I say unto you, Who shall declare his generation? Behold, I say unto you that when his soul has been made an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. And now what say ye? And who shall be his seed? Behold, I say unto you that whosoever hath heard the words of the prophets, yea, all the holy prophets which have prophesied concerning the coming of the Lord, I say unto you that all those who have hearkened unto their words, and believed that the Lord would redeem his people, and have looked forward to that day for a remission of their sins, I say unto you that these are his seed or they are heirs of the kingdom of God. For these are they whose sins he hath borne. These are they for whom he hath died, to redeem them from their transgressions. And now are they not his seed? Yea, and are not the prophets every one that has opened his mouth to prophesy that has not fallen into transgression? I mean all the holy prophets ever since the world began? I say unto you that they are his seed, and these are they which hath published peace, that hath brought good tidings of good, that hath published salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And oh, how beautiful upon the mountains were their feet! And again, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those that are still publishing peace. And again, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who shall hereafter publish peace. Yea, from this time henceforth and forever. And behold, I say unto you that this is not all. For oh, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that is the founder of peace. Yea, even the Lord, who hath redeemed his people, yea, him who hath granted salvation unto his people. For were it not for the redemption which he hath made for his people, which was prepared from the foundation of the world, I say unto you, were it not for this, that all mankind must have perished. But behold, the bands of death shall be broken, and the sun reigneth, and hath power over the dead. Therefore he bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead." And there cometh a resurrection, even a first resurrection, yea, even a resurrection of those that have been, and which are, and which shall be, even until the resurrection of Christ, for so shall he be called. And now the resurrection of all the prophets, and all those that have believed in their words, or all those that have kept the commandments of God, these shall come forth in the first resurrection, therefore they are the first resurrection." They are raised to dwell with God, who hath redeemed them. Thus they have eternal life through Christ, who hath broken the bands of death. And these are those who have part in the first resurrection. And these are those who have part in the first resurrection. And these are they that have died before Christ came, in their ignorance, not having salvation declared unto them. And thus the Lord bringeth about the restoration of these, and they have a part in the first resurrection, or have eternal life, being redeemed by the Lord. And little children also have eternal life. But behold, and fear, and tremble before God, for ye had ought to tremble. For the Lord redeemeth none such that rebelleth against him, and dieth in their sins. Yea, even all those that have perished in their sins ever since the world began, that have willfully rebelled against God, that have known the commandments of God and would not keep them, these are they that have no part in the first resurrection. Therefore had ye not ought to tremble? 
for salvation cometh to none such, for the Lord hath redeemed none such. Yea, neither can the Lord redeemeth such, for he cannot deny himself, for he cannot deny justice when it hath its claim. And now I say unto you, that the time shall come, that the salvation of the Lord shall be declared to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Yea, Lord, thy watchmen shall lift up their voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye, when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. And now it came to pass that after Abinadi had spoken these words, he stretched forth his hand and said, The time shall come when all shall see the salvation of the Lord, when every nation, kindred, tongue, and people shall see eye to eye, and shall confess before God that his judgments are just. And then shall the wicked be cast out, and they shall have cause to howl, and weep, and wail, and gnash their teeth. And this because they would not hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore the Lord redeemeth them not, for they are carnal and devilish, and the devil hath power over them. Yea, even that old serpent that did beguile our first parents, which was the cause of their fall which was the cause of all mankind becoming carnal, sensual, devilish, knowing evil from good, subjecting themselves to the devil. Thus all mankind were lost, and behold, they would have been endlessly lost, were it not that God redeemed his people from their lost and fallen state. But remember that he that persists in his own carnal nature, and goes on in the ways of sin and rebellion against God, he remaineth in his fallen state, and the devil hath all power over him. Therefore he is as though there was no redemption made, being an enemy to God, and also is the devil an enemy to God. And now if Christ had not come into the world, speaking of things to come as though they had already come, there could have been no redemption. And if Christ had not risen from the dead, or have broken the bands of death, that the graves should have no victory, and that death should have no sting, there could have been no resurrection. But there is a resurrection, therefore the grave hath no victory, and the sting of death is swallowed up in Christ. He is the light and the life of the world, yea, a light that is endless, that can never be darkened, yea, and also a life which is endless, and there can be no more death. Even this mortal shall put on immortality, and this corruption shall put on incorruption, and shall be brought to stand before the bar of God, to be judged of him according to their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. If they be good, to the resurrection of endless life and happiness, and if they be evil, to the resurrection of endless damnation, being delivered up to the devil, who hath subjected them, which is damnation, having gone according to their own carnal wills and desires, having never called upon the Lord while the arms of mercy were extended towards them. For the arms of mercy were extended towards them, and they would not, they being warned of their iniquities, and yet they would not depart from them. And they were commanded to repent, and yet they would not repent. And now had ye not ought to tremble and repent of your sins, and remember only in and through Christ ye can be saved? Therefore, if ye teach the law of Moses, also teach that it is a shadow of those things which are to come. 
Teach them that redemption cometh through Christ the Lord, which is the very eternal Father. Amen. Come unto me. Chapter 7. We've covered verse 1 at the end of the last study. I am going to look at a couple. There's a, there's a, the word ziff in verse 6. I have no idea what ziff is. There, there's theories that it's uh, gold mixed with copper, like rose gold. Uh, there's also a reference to an Arabic word called uh, ziff, I think it says, in Daniel uh, chapter 2, verse 31. Um, you can look that up. It's interesting that it's, I don't know what the theories are about what Ziff is. I'm not going to say either one. I like both of those theories. Um, I would like to say, and the first thing that strikes me in the, in chapter seven is this is one city, one Lamanite or, or, or these are actually descendants of Zarahemla, but in one section of this city where they're bad guys and they, uh, uh, they get uh, wrapped up in collecting gold and find precious things. And, and they build spacious palaces. They build throne rooms. They build towers. They build temples. And they build more towers and more. They just, they're, they built huge uh, uh, works and buildings down there. And now this would be in Honduras and Guatemala. And these areas are covered in jungle now. And it just... This is one city and all of the stuff that they built in this one city. It makes me think that uh, there's a lot to be discovered, a lot of archaeology to be still to be discovered down in Honduras. And this is just one city and how much more is could be out there. Um, I'm going to move on from that thought, but that's the first thing that that's the thing that at the beginning, these first couple uh, verses, maybe up through 22 or something like that, all the things that they built. And I'm going to jump to verse 27. In verse 27, there is the culmination of all of their evil that they've done. These guys are just nefarious, just bad people wrapped up in doing uh, abominable things before God. And their priests, they got rid of the, their old uh, righteous priests and they inserted King Noah, put in these these bad guy priests and it's just, this is not a good time and this is not a good people. And I think that we're going to prove also that the people were following these priests and they didn't mind. They enjoyed what these priests were, were, were teaching them. Uh, but in verse 27, it says, and they did, and thus they did boast and did delight in blood and the shedding of the blood of their brethren. And this because of the wickedness of their king and priests, it lays the burden on the king and priests in that verse. But it, I think also, uh, 
the people did boast. And so they're guilty as well. And then in the next verse, a fellow comes along named Abinadi in verse 28. And he goes among them and prophesies. Now, the way I've described Abinadi and, and the way that it fits for me is he is Wyatt Earp. He is Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, and and if you've ever seen that movie, after he the the first half of the movie is kind of historical, and the second half is is a lot of Hollywood, but uh, I I like it. Uh, but there's a verse or, or a verse, <laughs> that's terrible. There's a line from the movie where he says, "Will you call down the thunder? Well, now you got it." And so the behavior of Abinadi is as the, the, the voice of God among these people and their riotous and abominable living before God is, and, and God sends this prophet to just lay down, you know, you call down the thunder and he's going to lay down some thunder and he is going to l- l- set the record straight. And he's coming into this town with spurs jingling and two big iron on his hip. I'm, I'm from Arizona. I'm thinking a Marty Robbins song. And here's the, the ranger that's coming into town and he's going to get the bad guys. He's going to let the whole town know that they're on, they've been put on notice. And there's a new sheriff in town, right? So that's what I image. That's the image that I conjure in my head. That that uh, this 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 feeling, the vibe of this chapter of and who Abinadi was, and and I want you to think of an old time old west sheriff, and that's what his job was, and that's what God sent him to do, and he does a really good job of it. Let's look at verse thirty five, uh, thirty five through thirty seven. And it shall come to pass that except this people repent and turn unto the Lord their God, they shall be brought into bondage, and none shall deliver them except it be the Lord, the Almighty God. Yea, and it shall come to pass that when they shall cry unto me, I will be slow to hear their cries. Yea, I will suffer them that they be smitten by their enemies. And except they repent in sackcloth and ashes and cry mightily to the Lord their God, I will not hear their prayers, neither will I deliver them out of their afflictions. The thing that goes with this verse, the the thought that is striking to me, is how, how far those people have fallen away and yet uh, he sent Abinadi to, to recover them. And, and to give this prophecy, but he also tells them, I will be slow to hear their cries. Yea, I will suffer them that they be, may be smitten, that they be smitten by their enemies. There's a consequence for what they've done. And it's going to take more than just the, the typical uh, image of Christ where he stands at the door and knocks or the verse that, that, uh, the, I think Christ's words were, I, how often would I have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chicks? And that's not here. <laughs> that's not being displayed. Instead, as you are going to pay, you are going to suffer because of what you've done and your actions and your, uh, uh, he's just prophesying. There's going to be suffering and, and he's telling them you have got to repent and so the consequence of that is the people get mad. They tell the king and the king says, bring him to me. I want to kill him. And he runs and hides. And the and there's a notice, right? There's a wanted poster now up in this old West town of, of uh, uh, Noah's kingdom. And now that this poster, this wanted poster is up, he's got to come sneaking back into town. In verse 45, and it came to pass that after the space of two years, that Abinadi came among them in disguise, that they knew him not, and began again to prophesy among them. 
and he gives it to him again. And they hear this message from him. And it's even more harsh this time. I'm going to go to verses 50, 51, and 52. And it shall come to pass that the life of King Noah shall be valued even as a garment in a hot furnace, for he shall know that I am the Lord. And it shall come to pass that I will smite this my people with sore afflictions, yea, with famine and with pestilence, and I will cause that they shall howl all the day long. Yea, and I will cause that they shall have burdens lashed upon their backs, and they shall be driven before like a dumb ass. I mean, he's he's putting it pretty uh, clearly in, in in subcontext and in literal context. You you are going to be a beast of burden. That's how much your suffering is going to be because of your behavior, because of your actions. You are still uh, my blessed people, and I will still uh, recover you. And it's prophesied that that this is the consequences now, and it's not going to be easy for them. And this story bears its its truth as we, I know how it ends and you guys know how it ends if you study this and it bears its, its truth that these people are going to have a hard time and it's because of their, their evil leaders, but also because they, they had a choice. They could have overthrown these evil leaders, but they went along. They enjoyed what they were being taught a little bit too much, right? They enjoyed this life. And now they're paying the consequences for it. And God is going to be slow to hear them. And it's going to take suffering. It's going to, there's a, there's a consequence for what they've done. And what does he send at with them? Sore afflictions, famine, and pestilence. And, and it's there and it's upon them to what? To bring them, to break them, to cause them to, to, to cry mightily, unto God and it'll be slow. He will be slow to hear their cries and it's going to require sackcloth and ashes. So it's going to require, God is doing this to bring them back. He is going to cause this uh, uh, burden upon them. And I think it just so happens that our country is facing a pestilence at this time. And you can, I, I see the hand of God in it. Sometimes I see, and I, or I wonder if this isn't God, uh, a tool he's using to bring his people back. And the, those who are, are suffering, boy, it's, it's, I can't say, uh, but I wonder if those who are suffering are the, are the more liberal parts of our country. Uh, I hate to make that declaration, but I wonder sometimes, I just wonder, uh, yet they shall. And he makes an example of the, the people here of King Noah. I'm going to turn to, I'm going to read 56 and 57. Yet they shall leave a record behind them, and I will preserve them for other nations which shall possess the land. Yea, even this will I do, that I may discover there the abominations of this people to other nations. He's going to make an example out of them. And that's what he, he does. That's what he said he would do. And that's what is going to happen. Um, you, you, you fall away this much, and it takes, it takes a little bit more to be recovered, I guess. God requires it of you. And it's not just uh, if my people who are called by my name will turn from evil and seek my face, I will heal, heal their, their land. That applies. I, I, I like that verse ties to especially our situation now with this coronavirus stuff. Um, I, I want him to heal our land, but we have to turn to him. And in this example, it took a lot. It took suffering and it took a lot of mighty crying unto God. Um, I'm going to turn to verse 94. But now Abinadi said, said unto them, I know if ye keep the commandments of God, ye shall be saved. 
That's my sort of bumper sticker verse for chapter 7. I know if you keep the commandments of God, you shall be saved. And then I'm going to turn to 110, and there I have a part underlined that a type and a shadow of things which are to come. And he's talking about the law of Moses. A lot of this, is he's been challenging these priests that they teach the law of Moses. And he's just telling them, you don't understand the law of Moses. How could you teach it? And so he gives us the Ten Commandments. Uh, he gives us the law of Moses there a, a little bit, and he's trying to explain it to him. And it's interesting that they they wanted to shut him up. They wanted to come take him, but he had such power and authority from God, you know, as this sheriff who's come into town with the with the shiny star on his chest. You can't touch him. You have no authority over him, and he will not allow you to to arrest him at this time. There's a there's a line in, in that movie I like Tombstone. He says, I'm just not gonna let you arrest me right now. And he just walks away from the other <laughs> the other guy. Uh so I really uh enjoy the imagery of a, a sheriff, an old West sheriff for Abinadi. I'm gonna move on to chapter eight. I have verses five and seven highlighted. Uh verses then they're both separate. Uh so uh, verse five I say unto you that salvation doth not come by the law alone, and were it not for the atonement which God himself shall make for the sins and iniquities of his people, that they must unavoidably perish. So it's not just, so salvation, the plan of salvation is also contingent upon an atonement, which has to happen, a a redemption. So it kind of, that's why I like that verse. And then there's also uh, verse seven, therefore there was a law given them, yea, a law of performances and of ordinances, a law which they were to observe strictly from day to day to keep them in remembrance of God and their duty towards him. You know, I think that there's a law today that we are bound by the, the commandments of Christ and we have a duty to observe them strictly from day to day. It's not as as hard coded in as the Ten Commandments were, where uh, I've seen the example where where you you hold up a comb and you see all the teeth that are there that are the rules, and then someone else looks at the comb and sees all the gaps in between the rules, and that's what they flock to is all the gaps all the ways around the rules. Well, no more of that. Now we have the law of Christ, but it's you're still required to do these these performances and ordinances of of a of a type, I guess, that keeps you if you keep the commandments of God, they are there for your benefit and it keeps you focused on him. I'm thinking of uh of tithing or of uh just just being humble before him. I would say just things I was taught is pray over your meals, pray over him, over pray to him all all the day long with a, with a, 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 a prayer in your heart. Just things like that. If you follow these these different, these simple, they're not rules, they're they're commandments, I guess. But but that he doesn't enforce them. There's no direct consequence like there was in the old law. That's just a, the consequences in your heart. But if you do that, if you say you know, especially with your tithing, I think it, it, it's a direct display of you turning your back on the 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 riches of this world and saying I serve a different god and I am looking forward to a different world not this one this one is tainted and and been ruined by sin and corrupted and I am not going to hold on to with, with my fist that 10% I'm giving it to god cuz that's what I'm commanded to do and I am not held uh, uh, in bondage by that money 
I am releasing it because I'm giving it to God. And so, so there's, there's certain aspects of that, of these performances and ordinances of the law, which we're supposed to keep and do in our hearts. I went way too much on that one little point, but, uh, I don't know why that affected me that much right now. The next point I want to bring up in chapter eight, let's go to verse, uh, okay. To the page to, uh, 28 through, through, uh, so, so here's a, a gray area. I have different thoughts, but I've got probably 28 through 64 highlighted. We're talking three pages and there's just different sections of points I want to make. So I'm going to start with 28 and read until I want to make my point. And then there's another point I want to make. So, all right. So, uh, 28 through 38. Okay. I don't know. 37, 28 through 37. And now Abinadi said, and now Abinadi said unto them, I would that ye should understand that God himself shall come down among the children of men and shall redeem his people. That's where it starts. He's talking about uh, God himself. To us, it's Jesus Christ is going to come down among the children of men and redeem his people. And from here to 37, you have what is called, uh, what's been told to me, and, and I like this thought, is the mission of Christ. What, why? Why did he come? Why did he have to die? Why did he die for our sins? Which I don't, you know, we don't, we have a hard time understanding God's purposes, but this explains it in scripture. Verse 29, and because he dwelleth in flesh, he shall be called the son of God. And having subjected the flesh to the will of the father, being the father and the son, the father, because he was conceived by the power of God and the son, because of the flesh, thus becoming the father and son. And they are one God, yea, the very eternal Father of heaven and of earth. And thus the flesh becometh subject to the Spirit, or the Son to the Father, being one God, suffereth temptation, and yieldeth not to that to the temptation, but suffereth himself to be mocked and scourged and cast out and disowned by his people. And after all this, and after working many mighty miracles among the children of men, he shall be led, yea, even as Isaiah said, as a sheep before the shearer is dumb, so he openeth, opened not his mouth. Yea, even so he shall be led, crucified and slain, the flesh becoming subject even unto death, the will of the Son being swallowed up in the will of the Father. And thus God breaketh the bands of death, having gained the victory over death, giving the Son power to make intercession for the children of men, having ascended into heaven, having the bowels of mercy being filled with compassion towards the children of men, standing betwixt them and justice." having broken the bands of death, taken upon himself their iniquity and their transgressions, having redeemed them and satisfied the demands of justice. That's a great reading. That explains why. That explains the why of it all. I like verse 36, having ascended into heaven, having the bowels of mercy, being filled with compassion toward the children of men, because he suffered it all. He suffered so much. And, and it just all the aspects of it, not just the scourging and unto death, but, but suffering temptation and yielding not to it, suffering himself to be mocked and scourged and cast out and disowned. Those are kind of emotional, psychological levels, right? And then there's some, the physical that he suffered on the cross. It just, all of it, all of it, he suffered and, and, and for a purpose. And it's to stand betwixt them, uh, uh, those that he uh, died for betwixt them and justice. He stands between justice and, and our, our uh, redemption. 
through him we gain redemption. It's just a, a powerful uh, way of explaining it, and I like that section of verses. So highlight highlight all that, tw- uh, 28 through 37. Uh, verse 38, And now I say unto you, who shall declare his generation? So we get these quotes of uh, Isaiah, but I like 39. If I've noticed this in 39, Behold, I say unto you, that when his soul has been made an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. Once that happens, once that change happens, and I, I snap my fingers. Whoops, I don't know if he heard it, but he, he had been made an offering for sin and he will see his seed. All those who he died for. And who are they? It, it explains, and it asks in verse 40, who shall be his seed? And you get, I have verse 41, 42, and it's explaining these are in verse 43. These are his seed and all the prophets are his seed and all those who, 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 uh, were listened to everyone. There's verse 46, everyone that has opened his mouth to prophesy. And then all those who have hearkened unto their words and believed in verse 41. So, and then it's in verse 49, all those who are still publishing peace and verse 50, all those who hereafter publish peace. Yea, from this time, henceforth and forever, these are his seed. He's, he's looking for the, from the beginning of time to the end of time, everyone who ever has heard prophesied, the, or heard the prophets and believed everyone who is going to hear the prophets and the gospel of Christ and believe every, and then it goes on to, and, and the next page talking about this resurrections, uh, first resurrection. So 54 through 61 is also highlighted and it's describing, uh, who is in this first resurrection. These are the ones he died for, and they're going to be resurrected. These are the ones he's saving, uh, verse 56. Uh, and now the resurrection of all the prophets and all those that have believed in their words, like we just covered on the other page, those are the ones that are his seed. Those are the ones that are a part in the first resurrection. And all those that have kept the commandments of God shall come forth in the first resurrection. Therefore, they are the first resurrection. They are raised to dwell with God who has redeemed them. Thus, they have eternal life through Christ who has broken the bands of death. And these are those who have part in the first resurrection. And these are they that have died before Christ came in their ignorance, not having salvation declared unto them. I think that's an important verse. Those who die in their ignorance... They're covered and they're in that restoration. Uh, Verse 59, and they have a part in the first resurrection or have eternal life being redeemed by the Lord. Verse 60 is your bumper sticker verse. This is just a declaration, a statement of fact. uh, uh, And little children also have eternal life. Done. Stamp it, declared, and it is, it's over. It's done and it is the truth. And now we'll move on. I mean, that, that one section there is all you need to know that one verse and little children also have eternal life. There's no need to have them baptized. There's no, I mean, there's a lot you can go into there. They have eternal life. They're innocent. They are pure. Well, let's move on. Uh, but behold and fear and tremble before God. This is verse 61 for ye ought to tremble for the Lord redeemeth none such that rebel against him and die in their sins. And then verse 64, for salvation cometh to none such, for the Lord hath redeemed none such. You cannot rebel and die in your sins. Let's go to 74 through 86. Man, there's a lot of reading. I can't, I don't want to read it all. There's, there's good verses here. 74 through seven through 86 
I'll try to just pick out some of them, but I would also in your margin, uh, put an, a footnote or, or a note in your, in your margin to turn to page 84. This section is talking about, uh, Satan and how he beguiled our first parents. And that is covered very well in, on page 84. Um, and so it's, uh, what is that? 84, uh, second book of Nephi verses 99 through, I don't know. It's, it's back there. So make a, make a reference back to there. If you ever come across this and want to study this more, but I want to read, it, it goes on talking about those who, who live in carnal and in, in rebellion against God. They remain in that fallen state and there's just no recovering them. Um, let's read verse 83 and this mortal shall put on immortality and this corruption shall put on incorruption and shall be brought to stand before the bar of God to be judged of him according to their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. And if they be good to the resurrection of endless life and happiness, and if they be evil to the resurrection of endless damnation. So we're judged according to our works. I like that verse there. And then you were almost to the end, verses 90 and 91. This is Abinadi. This is the culmination of his message to these, these fakers, these liars, these priests who, who teach some other gospel, who claim they teach the law of Moses. He says, therefore, if you teach the law of Moses, also teach that it is a shadow of those things which are to come. Teach them that redemption cometh through Christ the Lord, who is the very eternal Father. Amen. And he wraps it up with those two verses. Just just like I said, he's declaring the law of God and he he uh, and he gives them the name of Christ and he tells them what the law of Moses is. And he brings he brings it. He just brings it and throws it at them. And they they they're about to go through some hard times. The people there, the uh, King Noah and his priests are really going to get it. So we'll study that more in our next uh, chapter. But uh, I see in this chapter, in, in Abinadi, in his life, I see him as a sheriff in the Old West coming down, and uh, uh, he has authority. He has the Silver Star, and he's coming to an Old West town that is just full of trouble and and uh, just an abomination before God. And he's coming there with with and is I don't know. I just I love the imagery of it, and and what Abinadi did is it's like an Old Western with a one tough lone sheriff, one tough sheriff all by himself, facing down all the criminals and evil in this town. And uh, we'll hear more about his story later and how, how it, what happens oh, in our next chapter. Easy, easy. Bye. Mm-hmm.